Hello, welcome to another Tissa Pod. I am Joy Pande. And I'm Constance Hanakomu. Giving you your entertainment scoop for the week. Tune in. Yes, Umzanzi Celeville is filled with flavor. But you know that Or who secured the latest bag? Or just who's dripping with sauce? And who's adding the spice? Because if it's hot, then it's definitely in the Chisa pod. Welcome back to another episode of the Chisa Pod. If you're new over here, then you should know that every Friday we catch you up on the hottest entertainment news. But if you're a regular degular, hop in the back because you already know what time it is. And it's been a hell of a week. <laughs> How you doing, Kansi? <laughs> it's always a hell of a week with you. I'm good over you. <laughs> Things have been going down. Things have been going Happy. down. Yeah. What Things has been going down? I wanted to actually start this episode by asking you a question. Yo. How often do you do health checkups? Hey, when I don't, eh? Why? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. It's never. And I think it's an unadulting thing to do. Yes. Think. Yes. Because you do have to have those regular checkups. But mm-hmm. I always feel like because I feel like I'm okay. I feel like I'm not sick. That's and I don't get sick that much. I don't do it. But yeah. it's a dangerous thing to live like that. Yes. Because, because once they discover something, it's late. It's late. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a silent killer, right? Mm-hmm. By the name of what is it? Like high blood pressure. Mm. So Vusinova recently found himself rushing to the hospital at 5 a.m. in the morning because mm. he also, like you, thought he was okay. Mm. But when he got there, he was then diagnosed. Yes, okay, they just told him, yes, he's fatigued. He's been working hard. But then they also found out that he has high blood pressure. It was like around 180-something. Mm. Um, well, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spoke to him about it. Um, he did mention that... He's no longer taking his, you know, health for granted. He's eating better. He's going to exercise a little bit more. But let's listen to what he had to say. That's just a reminder, man. You know, like I said, go to the gym. You know, exercise more. Rest when you need to. You know, man. Watch your diet. You wouldn't lose that on it, you know. Because also, I'm not getting any, any, any younger. <laughs> so it's just a matter of just making the right choices. That's all. One So basically, you have to... <laughs> <laughs> you have to make sure, like, even though you know, it's a laughing matter now. He's he's okay. He's fresh. You know, I, I'm take, laughing for me. Are you laughing for you? That I don't take it. But but you know, with me, I guess I know I don't eat a lot of food that would contribute to mm. and a healthy lifestyle. The only mm. thing that I know I eat that I know like will kill me is meat. But I don't eat it all the time. Mm. That's the thing. I'm off sugar. I'm off. But I'm of like a lot of things. So it's, mm. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Where you will fault, fault me is the gym part. There we I go. don't go to gym. There we go. But I use my stairs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forced this by a low chair. Like, I rush home. Low chair is going to cut my elevator. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for real, guys. I'll be like, I ah, know, I have one out. No, I'll set it out. Yeah. And then I'll sit in the office. But that's the only unhealthy trait about me. Yeah. I don't drink as much alcohol. I try yeah. to drink a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, I'm not fairly on the unhealthy scale where the food comes in. That's I really do try to eat I feel well. like there are too many contributing factors and there's so many things in this air that we breathe. Yeah. To be quite honest with me, I definitely ended up in like a very, yeah, very traumatizing situation. situation where I had to go to the hospital because I couldn't tell. I always just, I was just like, oh, I'm bloated maybe because, you know, I'm not drinking this or this is what's happening. Gandhi, like, it's like, 
dire and it's crazy. But that's mm. another thing also that like sometimes you can be the healthiest person mm. on the outside. You can mm. eat the right things and all of that. But there are other contributing factors in this life that we live mm. that I can actually lend you in hospital. Stress so, being one of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I yeah. think regular checkups is exactly what Vusinova is trying to promote. And I'm definitely behind him with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, moving right along, um, Zoleka Mandela, author of uh, When Hope Whispers, is being laid to rest today. The 43-year-old author and activist died on Monday after a long battle with metastatic cancer. An official statement was shared on her social media pages, or the at the time it was released, it said that a prayer session will be held mm. at the Mandela home on Wednesday, a memorial was held yesterday, and that today the funeral is taking place at Bryanston Methodist Church. And it's a private funeral. Mm. Yeah. I think the way you're emphasizing is because you've seen like other Mm-mm. reports that mm. are interesting. Mm. It's quite a sad one. Um, we really lost, um, you know, uh, 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 a name. What we usually say, wait. I don't even want to comment. Yeah, but we lost a really good one. I mean, I wanted to sound profound, you know, and respectful. And it's it's definitely... It's really sad. Do you remember the time when when she told us the cancer was back? Like, my mood was ruined. Really? Yeah. Remember Griselda and I, Mm. we were just... It went dark in our lives there for a moment because we really were following her journey. Yes. I mean, as somebody who had recovered from having cancer twice, you would think she'll catch a break. Not only the cancer, but everything that happened in around her life. in her life yeah dealing with the addiction you know mm. alcohol drugs and mm. other things mentally you know yeah and you'd, you'd think that god would give her a reprieve or yeah. like something would like she'll be at a chapter where she's just fine and think when she was pregnant we were all like yay happy ending mm. she's fine she's finally finding her feet she's yes. living with her children yeah. her purpose everything mm. else it just looks great mm. until it wasn't anymore I think for me the devastating thing everything else that unfolded after I think was coming because we knew it was terminal cancer the most devastating for me was when the news when she told us she's mm. like I don't want to die I don't want to die because yeah, no, it came I think there was another interview where she said that this diagnosis that obviously led to her demise um, came at a time where she was in a good space. Yeah, like I'm saying, she was in a good space. How unfortunate. So in a good space. So yeah, I, But I think we draw nice. strength from her journey regardless because she was quite, I think, very real in the way that she depicted herself on social media. Very unfiltered, sharing her journey. Um, and it also empowered a lot of people. I think what I've learned from what a lot of people have been saying with their tributes is to say, like, you really, really inspired me. And I mm. think for people who... Um, might have like cancer um, fa- or family members who living who are still living with cancer. I think her story also still just inspires a better story. So, R. just R. to R. sneak it in there, I don't know why you guys are. Um, I don't know why you guys are circulating that letter where she's explaining the the guests that she doesn't want at her mm. funeral. You know, now it's... I knew you wanted to put it in there. It's a private yeah. thing. It's the same when... Remember, I was telling you just now that it's the same with Rick Rick's letters after mm. he took his own life. He wrote letters to, 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 to Bianca and the family mm. and those letters were all over Twitter. Oh, guys. Mm. Oh, but uh, actually, devil's advocate, look at me playing devil's advocate <laughs> today. I think another thing is that the letter there at the bottom, she's stating that 
Yes, I don't want these people. Allegedly, because uh, we, uh, yeah, we haven't verified yes, yes, the letter. But yes. uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, allegedly, yeah. yes, um, those were her perpetrators. Mm. Um, or whatever other things they might have contributed to. Because we only read one page. I'm sure on the, on, uh, on the next one she might have been explaining something else. But I think um, that kind of starts another conversation. And maybe those people should be brought to book. Should it be? You know, but that will never happen because... Well, we're here, but I, I think it was w- we, we took it away from the family. It would have been something they would have dealt with mm-hmm. as a family. And I don't think when she was writing that, she mm. thought somebody was going to. That's not, I mean, she kept it to herself or to her close knit friends yeah. at all. I don't think it was. But good that's of another us interesting to, thing. To but obviously, it, it was still somebody in the family who leaked it out. Or who's that? Who we don't know who leaked it actually. Yeah, we don't know who. Okay, I'm speculating. Yes, but that thing is in her family home. So now, <coughs> who have been the friends or somebody they trusted with the letter? I don't know. I didn't want to get into the details of who leaked it. I just was saying that <laughs> sometimes let's just you know. But 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 Some other um, information that recently came out was Yaga Sonyambele, right? So right now, uh, she's been. Oh, if in case you're living on the rock, that is, you would have seen that she's been making. Oh, yeah, she's basically been topping trends list. So this is after she broke her silence uh, on the tax evasion charges against her. Mm. So the businesswoman, actress, she failed to appear at the Johannesburg Magistrates Court on Tuesday. Mm. I think it was on Tuesday. Um, yes, with her former business partner. It was Wednesday. No, it was on Wednesday. Yeah. Yes, it was on charges uh, of failing to submit tax returns to SARS. So the NPA statement reads the directors in relation in, to their company, Real Housewives of South Africa, uh, which apparently, okay, we'll get into that. Let me just read the end of the statement. So, uh, um, yes, the directors in line in relation to their company are facing 42 counts of not filing company income tax from 2019 to 2022, not filing their VAT returns from 2020 to 2022, and not filing their pay-as-you-earn returns from 2022, uh, so from 2020 to 2022. That's what the statement says. And if you were on social media, you would have seen why Sonia's statement was also quite trending. an interesting one because it was trending. It was like, who wrote this thing? <laughs> Yeah, no, she's saying she's trying to settle her name. This is just something from the past. She, from To her knowledge, this company was shut down, which actually then kind of makes sense a little bit. Mm. Speculating again. Mm. Because the people, the two executive uh, producers or yeah, the directors in relation to the company, when they were in court, they were like, we don't know where she is. And we have not, we don't even know. We were not on speaking terms with her. Um, so I don't think you can run a company without being in speaking terms with somebody. Can you do that? You can't do that. At no. some point, we're going to have to talk about something. So maybe maybe that's where the fallout might have happened. But speculating. But she's saying that she has tried to... Close it down. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's, she uh, made her own arrangements to settle her portion of the amount. And she, to her knowledge, the company has shut down because she's trying to move with Sonia Mbele film, films, which is the one that we're seeing with Real Housewives of Durban, Real Housewives of... All of the Johannesburg and all those other franchises. But that's that on that. I really feel 
Oh, also, I forgot to mention, she claimed to be sick. So, Asazi Guti, we are cool now. Because when the medical certificate was presented in court, magistrate was like, uh-uh, and then, no, tell her to come. So, <laughs> she's supposed to appear on the 5th of October mm. along with her, what she calls, past peers. Yeah, what you got to say about that? Nothing. <laughs> no, no. no, I mean I've got nothing to say. I don't, I don't. Uh, you don't want to touch it. No, but I mean, um, you can actually relate to when you had a mouthful to say when you were talking about yeah, how but that you was off to, air, right? Or it was off That's air. A private matter. Is it private matter? Yes, yes, okay, yes. Cool, not for the it. ears of that people. <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay, Dintang here in other news. Okay, now the news. MTV has announced that Nasty C's I Love It Here Doki is coming soon. Rapper Nasty C is joining the world of musicians who have profiled their lives in a documentary. MTV took to its Instagram timeline to announce it. And it said, I've seen Ami Stenda Barawara. I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> the I love it here documentary will premiere on. Oh, it premiered actually yesterday. Interesting. Okay, it mm. played on uh, Thursday, which was yesterday, at half past eight Central African time, channel 322 on DSTV. Uh, I, I would. It. Yeah, yeah, no. And I think in the meeting also, uh, Tango was like, oh, it was nice to see because he's very private. With I'm like, yeah, but are we going to see that private part of his life? Mm. I don't, I'm not sure. Let's wait and see. I don't you know, it's not a, I think there's a difference between a reality show and a documentary. I think a documentary right? is just more of like documenting album. your greatness and yep. how you actually came to, you know, your stardom and where he is right now. Um, that brings me then to another um uh, announcement which I forgot to put on the script <laughs> which is KO's oh, yeah. uh, reality show which there honestly you can say anything you can say anything but honestly we we didn't ask for that one we don't I you a lover of KO I love KO so much but I don't want him on a reality show I think he should have also done a documentary I don't see how it's going to work for him. I don't know if we're going to tune in, but shout out to the people. It must, yeah, whatever. But as producers also, I think, or as maybe a commissioning editor, for me, if I pitch something like this to channel, there's, there must be something, man, who no, understand and you that. Know what? I don't want to bet. There are BET, people that have related TV it's shows. BET, right? Was it MTV? That's BT. That it's BT exactly. And Tando's players. So BT exactly. Well. Tando, Love and Hip Hop. I have an issue with the casting. Who chooses these people? Already with Love and Hip Hop, I felt like the cast was not ch- chosen correctly. Was it on BT? Wasn't it on MTV? Yeah. Okay, Shap. I don't know you. Mara. Then you say Tando. Yeah. That reality show, nobody asked for it. We don't really care for it. At least DJ Zintler, she has a lot going on. Uh, drama related. No, okay. She has a lot no, going but on, but that's not no. content for reality shows. Yes, yes. because I have it on good record that there were certain things, okay, like every reality show, um, that were just, like, uh, manipulated. Oh, okay. Like the, like the drama with Kanyam Kangisa. Like, she got mad at some point. She's like, why did you have to do that? That happened off air. Like, why did you have to do this for, make me look bad just for me to be on reality show? Kanti, right, Sina. Like, what's up? Oh, you know, okay. you're painting me out to be a different person. Like, you're trying to build your brand. You can't take mine down at the same time. So, with that reality show, really, it was good for her to have it. But I didn't see. I haven't watched it's it. It's not somebody that I want to see. Mm-hmm. I think we should give. 
people who have real life stories to share that have the meats. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel like KO is not the one. Like, no shade, no hate. I'm a huge fan of KO. But his work, I feel the caliber of his work should go on a docu-series and not, mm-hmm. not, a, reality and not a reality show. show. That's what I'm saying. But I, commissioning editors. No, no. I'm, that's what I'm saying is commissioning editor, your vision is far greater than the little things. If I come, if somebody comes to me yeah. and says, look, I've got a show, whatever. Yeah. And as somebody that has to pitch it to channel or whatever, whatever, I have to package the whole thing. Yeah. I have to sit with it and go like, does he really need a reality show? Like, as somebody with a brand like this, with yes. a reach like this, he's made an impact in other people's lives and not only with that, but with fashion, business, he's very smart and all mm. of that. How do I package that in a way that's still going to speak to the market, mm. but also brings out an element to him that we've never seen before? Yeah. So we don't want to see the squabbles and the who, who said, she said, no. Yeah. We want to see the business deals. We want to see the communication between yeah. him and the channels and the what. Not that I'm going to get a haircut yeah. Nick, with I get you. Yanga. And I, I. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get you. Where's the content there? I do. Like, I enjoyed that one documentary. I enjoyed though, although it was very short, was Java's. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And you see how impacted, impactful it was. Yeah, it was just one take, just one go. episode, one done. episode done, and yeah. then we get it. Like we love your story, we fall more in love with you, and we go mm. back to the music, which is the point of. And everything. I loved the fam- family element of it. Um, mm. we grew up and the aunt and whatever, but yeah. Alrighty. Well, in some <laughs> other bigger, historic, iconic news, Black Coffee, somebody who's doing a great Grammy Award winning musician. Yeah, now he's going to take over Madison Square Gardens in New York. I need us to just have a moment of silence, have a moment of some bombs or something. Like, I'm just too crazy about this. I love it. I think, but I think a lot of South Africans aren't like, like understanding how monumental this is for it's big. black coffee for South Africa. For South Africa, yes. Because it's Madison Square. It's Madison Square. And um, remember, Kanakemang uh, Bernaboy, he was the first Nigerian artist to sell out that stadium. So I think this will be another great, iconic uh, moment what stadium for was us. He, did he go to Madison Square? Did I say the stadium? Yeah. Madison Square, man. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. You're not ill. It got very dark there for a moment. Yeah, it did. Oh, <laughs> shut me down. It's a Friday. <laughs> We're trying. Also, it's been cold. It's hot. It's yes, cold. Then. Joy went to the black coffee thing. I yes. went to the Jerv just thing. Yes. So we're kind of tired. It's gonna, you know, it's kind of going down <laughs> right now. But speaking of the fact that I was there last night, I got to witness a little bit because I was a little bit late. Listen, I was packing. I'm moving. Oh, just so I bought I a house. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know, <laughs> <laughs> manifest, manifest, definitely. Yes. So I'm moving, uh, but anyway, before that, so while after packing a couple of my boxes, I was able to catch a glimpse of Black Coffee's performance. Oh, nice, mm, yeah, uh, and it was maybe I got there too sober. What happened? <laughs> but it was nice, I mean, it's just nice, I guess. But it was nice, I think. <laughs> see, I can't even say anything beyond that. But I enjoyed DJ Q set. People, I feel maybe when I got there, were a little bit tired and bored. Oh, People were leaving. I'm like, why are you leaving? People were like, not dancing. Like, you need to dance when DJ Q is on the stage. Oh, like, yes. I thought you meant Black Coffee. I was going to be like... I mean, no, even with him. I mean, with him, also, he plays a lot of international type of sound say, right now. Is with a very a mix. Deep. With a mix, though. With a mix of, of old school. What's his album that he won a Grammy on? 
it's not sadistic. Yeah, sadistic is the label. Not. It's not. Yeah, but that album has mm. a lot of um, deep international inf- influence. And he, s- he said this before, that he, it was intentional. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, there I got him uh, playing, you know, some international stuff, but with a mixture of old school South African house music, which mm. was nice. People related to that. I think he mixes a little bit different from... But the way that I remember him, yeah. but it's okay. That's what elevation is. We have yeah. to evolve. Yeah. So we love it for him. Um, but also, at least how it's like I'm okay. I mean, I've changed. It's not like a mixture. It's not me. No, but it's also, but I get it because yeah. he, that's what he's going to play when he goes to Madison Square Garden. And that's so. another thing. If you see how they curated his stage yeah. um, during the performance, there's some. Very artistic stuff oh, playing in the background with yeah. South African models and stuff oh, like that. They also had some, you know how, go. I pictured Go Vegas. I've never been there, but you know how they have dancers there yeah. with like bikinis and stuff. Just, uh. I'm sure, and it was cold, eh? So, oh, you mean live people? Yes. In oh, real sorry. Life. I thought you meant like there's like a screen. No, no, no. There was a oh. screen behind him playing uh-huh. these artistic stuff. And yeah. then like... On like on the pool because this was happening at Altitude Beach. Yeah. On on next to the pool, or whatever. Obviously not on the pool. You're not gonna go and drown, girl. No, Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they just did some nice. It was curated very nicely. Oh, there was I like see. smoke everywhere. Not smoke, but what is it? This thing that they splash out concerts and stuff. Like loved it, and there was icy. It was so castle light oh, unlocked. That's cute. We loved it. Yeah. But you spoke of the impact or uh, the fact that people might not understand the gravity yeah. of him going. Going to, to Madison, Square. Madison Square Gardens. I spoke to Miss Party, who is also a DJ. And you know, when you said Miss Party, I'm like, what Miss Party? Do you know when you grow up and <laughs> yeah, you're told Miss Party? Okay, Miss Party. That's what my mind went. Did you see my face? I was like, Miss Party, No, apologies, Miss Party. I didn't know. Yes. I spoke to Miss Party, who expanded more on. The gravitas, the gravity, gravity. <laughs> oh my god, the English okay. is English. The English is English. Okay, yeah. listen. So, as I was there, as you mentioned, the impact of what uh, black coffee is doing might not be really felt, felt or mm. understood by a lot of people. So, Miss Patsy expanded on what exactly this means for DJs. When black coffee does things like going to Madison Square Gardens, it's great for someone like me. I'm a DJ and and, and being a DJ, especially a dance music DJ, is that it opens up doors for us to do more adventurous things. It shows people that we can do things far beyond just being behind the decks. Because also, DJing is becoming extremely competitive and you have to compete at a very high level. We also have a lot of ideas and sponsors tend not to believe in us because they don't see how those can materialize. So what Black Coffee then does is make things materialize so that when we come up with ideations as DJs that want to do different kinds of things, we are then believable and we get to do those things. So it it creates a bigger conversation in terms of the people who want to support us as DJs who also do alternative things. I'm a DJ who performs with dancers and a percussionist and I have a whole show. And what Black Coffee does is that he teaches people that those things are worth supporting because there are people. If there's an international market doing something that's interested in something, it means that South Africans will be white, South Africa, and a So it's easy for South Africa to then, to then 
invest in us and also for us to go internationally and push because of that. Absolutely. And him coming back home is also a big deal. What does that mean to you? For me, I don't feel like he comes back home. I, I feel like he's an international artist based in South Africa. And that's a very important point. You look at Paul Tusi, who said the same thing. She doesn't want to be seen as, you know, pack your bags up, go to LA and work. She leaves to go work and she comes back. And that's a beautiful thing because it teaches all of us that you don't have to operate outside of where you want to be. There's Tebema Gugu, who operates from here, just recently went to receive an award in New York, just recently went to go to a Spotify uh, event, a Snapchat event in London, you know, went to the Pharrell Williams fashion show. So Tebema Gugu is an international fashion designer, has a maison based in South Africa. And that's that's how we should be operating. Like, nah, I just, I leave South Africa to go work and I come back like the Americans do. They leave to go tour and they go back home. Why shouldn't we do the same? What do you have to say? Nothing. Yeah, no, no. I think we said it all. And also just congratulations again to the Grammy Award winning Black Coffee. He has come a long way. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. followed his work. This is a very great, great move in his career. Mm -hmm. I think also it's an affirmation or validation Mm -hmm. to the hard work he's put in overseas we've seen him he's always in Ibiza he's going here and then here and then and we didn't see the vision I think when he won a Grammy he said look I went in there and I had a vision yeah and ultimately it was to get a Grammy and I'm here congratulations to the Grammy award winning Black Coffee and um, everybody else who worked for this brand Mm. to be as big as it is it's a momentous time for us as South Africans to show you you can dream above the Buddhas Definitely. Inspired, inspired, inspired. Next time, put me in the bag. Let me go. I want to see outside. What's up? (laughs) Moving right along, we had a chat with Nambita Benwas. We on her Netflix role. Now, if you didn't know, she is the first South African actress to star in six Netflix productions. And she told us that these achievements, you know, they make her want to make wants to make the most out of this achievement. So she starred in How to Ruin Christmas, The Wedding, like Mirror, Diamond City, Happiness Ever After. I've never watched Dead Places. Dead Places and mm. Savage Beauty. Which one? It's a lot, ne? Which one out of all of these things you just named did you watch? Or I, have you? I haven't watched, watched Black Mirror and Dead Places. Wow, I'm so proud of you. Oh, and Diamond City. I don't know what Diamond City is. Okay, I have a, I have a three out of a six. Mm. <laughs> yes, but it's a, it's an amazing time, and uh, congratulations to her. And this is what she had to say. For me, being able to make history is not only a proud moment personally, but it's more so for the people that I represent and that I can inspire and that I can give hope to and that I can always be an example of God's unlimited glory. Of course, this is only a little tip of what's to come. Um, it's It's been something that's also for me uh, okay what does this mean and how do we how do we make this work going forward for everything else that I would like to achieve you know what what's the next step now how do we diversify um, you know as far as my role in filmmaking um, and and my greater purpose um, in, in in the vision of what I stand for and what I hope to achieve so I have taken that moment um, to take it in. And I think it's more so now, um, how do I use it? You know, um, what's to come? And that's more the exciting part for me is what God has in store for me next.
I like that. I like that for her. I think it's quite beautiful. I actually have only had a glimpse of How to Ruin Christmas. Really? You didn't watch the... Didn't even finish it. All of them. You watched which glimpse is what? How to Ruin Christmas. The first one or the third one? Yeah, the first one. What do you mean? The first one. Yeah. Now, Koya Rishaya. That's about that. (laughs) That's it on that. And that's been it for this edition of the Chisapod. Remember that you can catch our latest podcast, review, and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. You can also find us on all social media platforms at Chisalive. This Chisapod is a Times Live production, and our producer is Demi Buzo. I have been your host, Joy Pande, from me and Constance Hanakomu. It's goodbye for now. Bye. <laughs>